So let's talk about influence for a quick second. Uh, because in the world of coaching, consulting, speaking, you know, writing business books, it's not enough to attract attention. It's not even enough to build an audience. The deciding factor in whether we end up with a simple, profitable business is our ability to drive sales. And unfortunately, attention doesn't translate directly to sales. If it did, every social media influencer would be rich. Uh, so clearly, there's a missing link here. Well, I believe that missing link is influence. Without influence, people might give their attention, but they don't give their trust and they don't take action, right? So Microfamous is a strategy designed to build real influence. It's the kind of influence that rests on a foundation of authority, visibility, and relationships. Now, in the book, I look at each element and see what happens when we're missing one, and we talk about how the Microfamous strategy helps build each of those very strategically as part of our overall roadmap to becoming Microfamous. So refer to the book for more on that. But I just wanted to point out that real enduring influence rests on a foundation of authority, visibility, and relationships. Now, let's move into talking about the three stages of influence because as we build our influence, it's important to kind of figure out where we want to make the biggest impact because we actually don't need to be famous everywhere to make a big impact, right? Uh, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be so famous that I can't go out to dinner without being hounded for an autograph. So to me, the goal is to be micro-famous, famously influential to a very specific group of like-minded people, the people that we want to teach, train, and lead. Now, that might involve signing some autographs, but we're talking about industry events, not at the grocery store. So as we systematically deliver our clear and compelling idea to the right people, we're going to progress through what I call the three stages of influence, and they are get seen, get noticed, and get known. Now, what do those stages look like in real life? So that's what I want to go through in this quick episode. So we start by getting seen, right? We put ourselves and our message into the world. We talk about the problem we solve. And as we get more clarity and focus, uh, we're going to get better at delivering our clear and compelling idea. And along the way, repetition leads to recognition. We go from being seen to being noticed. People start to recognize us. They link us with our clear and compelling idea. We can tell it's resonating with the people that we want to reach. It's getting some traction. And because we can see it working, we lean in, right? We keep hammering away at that clear and compelling idea, driving it home over and over and over again. Right? We start backing things up by sharing the results that we're getting for clients through success stories. We start getting featured on more podcast interviews, recognized by more people. Right, We can feel that momentum building. Now, as we stay consistent in that stage, we're going to hit a point, which I would call the tipping point of influence, where we go from being seen to being noticed to being known, where the collective perception of us and our position in our niche changes. It's like the people in our space one day wake up and decide that they agree with us, that we are linked to our clear and compelling idea. And when we hit that tipping point of influence, things start to happen to us that didn't used to happen before, right? We get invited to podcast interviews rather than having to pitch ourselves. We get recognized publicly by other thought leaders in our niche. We get mentioned as an emerging thought leader by the people that are already there. We get invited to speak. We get featured in industry articles and best of posts and virtual summits and webinars and all those things. We get pitched on collaborations or joint ventures, new projects, new business ideas. We get recommendations and referrals from people that don't actually know us really well. We get recommended because they've heard uh, our clear and compelling idea and they believe that we're the right person to help. And so they refer us business. So in other words, what has happened is that we have built a level of influence through authority, visibility, and relationships, right? And that influence starts to convert into sales, 
clients and results. So as we continue to build influence, we go from being seen to being noticed to being known. That's what it looks like to become micro-famous. So think about a couple of famous examples like John Maxwell is known for leadership. Seth Godin is known for marketing. We can become known for our clear and compelling idea, right? So in the book, we talk a little bit about uh, some of the reasons that we uh, keep ourselves from focusing on that, on that level of, of micro-famous and the things that keep us from hitting those three stages of influence and keep us from hitting the tipping point specifically. So we'll go into that in the book. But I just want to share that just like someone like John Maxwell is known for leadership, anyone can become known for their clear and compelling idea. The goal, though, is to become known to the right people. And so the good news is you don't have to be everywhere. You don't have to be everything to everyone. It's not about that. It's not about signing autographs at the grocery store. It's about do the right people know who you are and do they know your clear and compelling idea? Because it's that idea that creates demand for your service and gets them to raise their hand and say, I'm ready to talk.